Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. It's me, it's me, it's that J-A-C. And welcome to When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast where we fight depression with the power of music and Brosley is dancing for those on YouTube. Uh, I. Jay and I'm your professional handicapped host, James Cox. And no, I'm still not the voice that's good to run the Muppets. If I was, I'd get a lot of royalties. <laughs> and uh, I am commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room, but only when I'm playing the drums. I am your endless source of useless music knowledge. I got it out the right this time. Uh, my name is Blake Mosley, a.k.a. Brosley. Everything What's going is, on, dude? Dude, everything is good, man. It seems like uh, it seems like we are on the ball of talking today. No yeah. mess-ups yet, you know? I mean, you didn't mess up, I didn't mess up. It's all good, you know? Knock on wood. Is that wood? Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Surprised my dogs didn't freak out just now when I did that. That's good. <laughs> it's another good sign. That's good. Yes, yes. So, uh, before the podcast, I asked you which one is your favorite Star Wars movie still because cause things change. You know, I, I, you know, thoughts change, and you said that you had a lazy Sunday today. We are recording it on Sunday instead of Monday, and you had a lazy day, so you'd be watching a little bit of Star Wars action, huh? Yeah. Um. So we, uh, we have been, I, myself, and Allie, uh, we have been big Star Wars fans for a, a long time, and uh, we have, in the past year, have gotten into watching the. Uh, the shows now we watched the mandalorian uh we watched the book of boba fett but i'm talking about the cartoons clone wars and rebels um and bad batch we have seen we have seen all of clone wars we have seen uh the season of bad batch that came out and kind of how it ties into the movies and kind of makes some of the movies that maybe you didn't like uh better or at least bearable right that's the common thing with um the prequel trilogy is people are like i, I couldn't stand the prequel trilogy but uh, Clone Wars made it bearable for me. So, you know, we've been watching those, and we're almost finished with Rebels. We're actually on the last episode of Rebels, um, and you asked what my favorite Star Wars movie is, and I honestly cannot narrow it down to what is my favorite Star Wars movie uh, because I love something about each of the trilogies. I love the spinoff movies. Um, I love the shows. If I could put the Mandalorian in the category of a movie, I would say that that's my favorite because I just, I had the biggest emotional attachment to um, Din Djarin and Grogu. Um, and, uh, you know, so I've enjoyed that, that series. Um, but I'll tell you this. I was not a fan of Rogue One and talked trash about Rogue One so much. And I was like, that's the most boring Star Wars movie. I can't watch it without falling asleep. And it was true. That's how I felt for a long time. But we have, since we have been watching everything, and in Star Wars, just about everything is canon, right? So you kind of have to watch everything to understand what's going on. We watched, we're almost done with Rebels, and we were like, you know what? Let's try Rogue One again. On a whim, last night, Allie was like, let's, let's watch Rogue One again. I was like, all right, we'll see. I understand so much more go of what's going on in that movie thanks to Rebels. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a wonderful Star Wars movie. And I had no idea how much I was going to enjoy it once I finally like understood what a little bit of about what was happening. So if you're not familiar, uh, the, uh, the Rebels show takes place about five years before the first the events of the first star wars movie a new hope um so it's like you know the the rebellion is kind of in its prime and and uh or starting and um, starting you know and rogue one takes place right before a new hope so it's 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 the end of of rogue one directly ties into the very beginning of a new hope so it's cool how it's filmed um, there's all kind of cameos and stuff like that that's in the show. Um, and watching that movie last night, I was just like, oh, man, it, it's it's like a totally different movie for me now. I love it. So 
I don't know. I don't know what my favorite is. That's a lot for me to <laughs> very long winded, but I, I just, I love that franchise um, as a whole. And um, I'm not one of these people that, that's like, it's the, it's the original trilogy for me and nothing else is good. Um, I've loved things about the prequel trilogy. I hate things about the prequel trilogy. I love things about the original trilogy and I hate things about the original trilogy. Um, and then there's the sequel trilogy that people, you know, rag on all the time too. I love it. The last Jedi is one of my favorites. Like I thought that was a great movie. Like, I don't think it's as bad as what people say it is, but like music, you have toxic fans, um, and All like one person's opinion tends to like become everybody's opinion, right? Um, kind of like the hate for Nickelback. Like Nickelback is not as bad of a band as the internet tells you that they are. Just hear me out. They've got some good songs, right? They They're do. in there. They do. So they have good songs on all their albums, but the, but the but the um uh whether the the publishing company the the um whoever they signed with really messed them up because. Because the songs on the album, besides the singles, are all hard, hard to rock, you know. Yeah. And the songs that they made them sing or put out on singles, it's more popish, you know. That's why people yeah. don't like them because they're like, okay, well, you know. But I would tell you this: you and me were about the box, you know, because Let's go. when you said Rogue One was the was the you didn't like, I'm like, what? I didn't like it for so long but until see, last night. Right. I promise you, it was yeah. last night at the Epiphany, <laughs> yeah. and we both were just like, "Oh my gosh, that was so good!" Yeah. Now that yeah. we understand a little see, bit more about what's happening, right? Because so. see, for a long time, everybody was clamoring for a movie that 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 covers in between two, three, and four. Like, mm-hmm. what happened after he turned into Vader? That's right. It, you know. Yes, so. that's why I'm so excited about this um, Obi Wan. Yeah, uh, show that's coming out. The trailer yeah. dropped earlier this week, and it is going to be so great to see. Because here's the thing, man: Darth Vader is one of the scariest villains that has ever been, and we have yet to see on screen how brutal and ruthless he was. And I'm hoping that they show they. I hope they make him scary in this show. Like that is that is, that is what I'm hoping for. So we um. I played uh, the Fallen Order video game, yes. and um, there were some scenes where Darth Vader was in that, and uh, it it truly terrified me. So, very excited to see this new take on it. So, well, I think the the beginnings of what made Darth Vader Darth Vader was, of course, falling into the uh, the uh, the trap of evilness. But in Episode Three, spoiler alert. He kills, he kills younglings, you know. Yep. And I think that's yep. the most evil thing you can do to anything. It's terrible. To kill, You're right. Kill, yeah. Kill he was, little, a, he was kids. a bad guy. Oh yeah. You know? yeah. And we we have yet to really see that unless you've like read the comics, and I have not. Well, yeah, but there yeah. is a a uh, Darth Vader uh, comic run that I want to read. Um, that's kind of like him in his prime, and oh. all the things that he did and how brutal and ruthless he really was. So. Oh. <laughs> So I have another thing to tell you about. I ordered. Okay, so you know I'm 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 fully invested in Bonus Coffee, right? I got it right here. Right. Okay, sure. So so, right, so I uh, so I ordered four different flavors, and I wanted to see if you try try any of these. Okay. Cinnabon. Um, from Bones. Bones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. They got the new one called Red Velvet Cake. I have not had that one. Mm-mm. Have you tried Mint Invaders? The minty green. No, green I have mint. not, but I, I'm awesome. sure I would love that. I love mint. Okay, so the best flavor that I've ever tasted from them is is chocolate raspberry, and that's what I got right here. Ooh, yes, oh my okay. god! If that was it for me, I would right. order chocolate raspberry every day, all day, once a week. Yeah. But but four. Okay, so so I I ordered four packs of the K cup, and it came to like fifty bucks, and that's. Pretty yeah. much cheap, so I got I got enough coffee to last me about uh, probably six months, probably because I'm not a big I, I don't drink coffee all the time, but when I do, I, I want to have enough supply. But right. um, but they sent me like a sticker last time, and this sticker is used and oh, abused. That's a cool sticker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But see, since, nice. since I ordered a new batch, 
they send me uh, the same sticker, but it's actually black and orange and stuff. So I'm going to have to, yeah. I don't know whether I should trade it out or just, you know, let the used and abused one ride along for the, for the trip. So I like I it. Yeah. I like oh it. yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Me Still too. hoping for an endorsement deal right. from them. Yeah. So which, um, fingers crossed. Which I, which I, which I texted them on, on, on TikTok. They got TikTok. But I haven't learned yeah. anything from them, so. We'll see. We'll keep trying. Yeah, yeah. So today is going to be a, a, an awesome, awesome one. Uh, this was inspired by my Uncle Mike, which passed away uh, last year or the year before. I'm very bad at whenever, you know, when people pass away because I don't like to think about it, you know. But yeah. he like he loved Elvin Bishop and Fool Run and Fell in Love was one of his favorite songs of all time. I know that because he right. told me. Uh, so I was looking at Facebook and a video of the Winery Dogs. Have you heard of the Winery Dogs at all? Um, because they're a super yes. group. Yes, yeah. I have. Um, and uh, I was very excited when you sent me that because Mike Portnoy is one of my favorite drummers yes. and uh, I was like oh man I had no idea that they did a um, a yeah. live cover of that and it is it's good it's really good because Richie Koskin Koskin uh, was the guitarist one time for Poison and he got yeah. Billy I don't I forget what his last name is I'm, I'm, I'm sure he'll his, his name will come up um, yeah. uh, Billy from Mr. Big you know Mr. Big you, yeah. so we got Mr. Big Poison and Dream Theater all, you know, climbing together. And I'm sure, yeah. well, they've been in many, many, many bands, you know, prior to Dream Theater, Poison, and uh, and Mr. Big. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they're, they're like one of the prolific bands of all time now because right. I I think their last album came out in 2015, and I wonder why it's so bad they haven't gone back to getting back, back together. They're like yeah. talking. Yeah, but I just wanted to do uh, to do this uh, a fa- fantastic cover of "Fooled Around and Fell in Love," and you picked a, a another cover. So this I is did. this yeah. is so you picked one and I picked one. This is the first time we've both picked one, and we're gonna battle each other. So yeah, yeah so this will be fun. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about the history of uh, "Fooled Around and Fell in Love." Sure. Um, I can tell you, I wish we would have done this episode. Mm maybe a month and a half ago and it would have helped me at a uh, music trivia night um at uh at the brewery here in town um because uh there was one section it was a music section where um they played a about 30 seconds of a song and you did not have to guess the name of the song you had to guess who the artist was ah and i could not for the <laughs> life of me remember who it was that did this song <clears throat> Um, but now that that has happened, Elvin Bishop's name is forever burned into my brain. And I can yes. tell you good, good. 20 years good. from now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, just, it, artist, it yeah. drives me nuts. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, let's get into the history of the song before we listen to him. So, uh, fooled around and fell in love is a song written and performed by, um, blues guitarist Elvin Bishop and, uh, with Mickey Thomas on lead vocals, <laughs> it appeared on his 1975 album, Strutting My Stuff, and was released as a single the following year. Bishop does not sing, uh, the lead vocals on this track. He felt that his gravely voice <laughs> would, uh, excuse me, not gravely voice, gravelly voice would not do the song justice. Um, so he invited vocalist Mickey Thomas, who was a background singer in the band, uh, in his band at the time, uh, to sing the lead vocals on it. And uh, in a song facts interview with El- with uh, Elvin Bishop, he explained, he said, quote, my voice is very plain. It's better suited for the blues. It's been good for me uh, because it's made my songwriting strong because to really get over, um, to get over with a voice like mine, it is not a thrill in itself. The quality of the voice, you have to have a strong story and a really good words to, and really good words to capture people's uh, imagination. In that tune, I gave it a try. The producer, Bill Seismic, um, said that, uh, or Simzik, Simzik, yeah, that's it, said that uh, we need one more piece of material here. You got anything else laying around? I said, well, there's this tune I wrote the other day. Well, not the other day. I'd actually try to, to get a couple of other people to sing it, but somehow it just didn't work out. I said, how about Fooled Around and Fell in Love? We cut a track, and it was a really nice track. I tried singing it, 
And I said, that's not buttering my biscuit, <laughs> my vocal on this. Why don't we give Mickey a shot at this? And the producer said, well, that's big of you. And I said, well, I don't think so. It's just common sense, you know? And Mickey just tore it up. So how about that? Like, way to, you know, you have to, uh, you have to almost have a, uh, you know, a good sense of humility to be able to admit, like, I'm, I like, I like this song, but I just don't think that I'm cut out to be the one who sings it. So for you to to take a step back and be like, he's a backup singer, but dude, he's his voice is way more suited for this kind of thing. So incredible. And, and there's many other artists that do the same thing too. Because um, uh, one one artist that reminded me of doing it is um, Ted Nugent. And yeah. For a long time, I thought that Ted Nugent sang his song "Stranglehold." He does mm-hmm. not. Does not. That's another guy. And Art, if you're listening, please tell me his name because I completely forgot it. I'm sorry, Art. <laughs> um, and on, uh, I think on Weekend Warriors uh, song one, he has another uh, another guy singing singing the song. And I thought it was him. I thought it was old, old Uncle Ted. You know. Yeah. That's but yeah. I mean, if artists know that their song is not suited for the voice. And picks another and picks another dude to sing it. Why not? You know, I I, I think it's it's great. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So uh, yeah, this song is about a guy who callously plays the field until one day he falls madly in love with the girl he can't stop thinking about. The better a song is, the less story there is to it. And as far as I can tell, Bishop said in his song back uh, song facts interview, the best songs just come rushing out. I don't know if life squeezes them out of you or if they're just so right that. Um, they take no thought I don't know or you're given a temporary connection to the flow of the universe or whatever it is but that song just damn near wrote itself Um, it also peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart in May of 1976 the uh, record was certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America on June 23rd 1976 in Canada the song reached number 22 on the singles chart and number eight on the adult contemporary chart the single reached number three in the New Zealand singles chart. Um, and based on his work with Bishop, Thomas was invited to, to become, this is cool, I didn't know this, uh, Thomas was invited to become the lead singer for Jefferson Starship, wow. um, which would later evolve into Star- just simply Starship. Right, Yeah, which is a great band. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love Jefferson Starship. Yeah. I loved uh, Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, all the Jeffersons. Um, I love the show, the Jeffersons. Even the show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on up, baby. Moving on up. Um, but uh, so many young, this is cool too. I wanted to include this. Many younger listeners discovered the song when it was used in the 2014 film Guardians of the Galaxy and included uh, on, the son- on the soundtrack, which went to number one in America. Um, in the film, Chris Pratt uh, uh, plays that song to seduce Zoe Saldana, um, Star-Lord and um, Gamora, for those of you who uh, don't know the characters that they play. Uh, he said the, um, or she, as uh, Gamora says, the melody is pleasant. Um, um, before she pulls a knife on him, refusing to succumb to his pelvic sorcery. Pelvic sorcery. Pelvic sorcery. Wow. Um, but, you know, that wasn't the only movie it was included in. So in addition to the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, the song is featured in many other films, uh, including Queen's Logic in 1991, um, Ill Town in 96, Boogie Nights in 1997, Summer of Sam in 99, Big Daddy also in 1999, according to Spencer in 2001, The Devil's Rejects, another great movie in mm. 2005, The Family Stone in 2005, Invincible in 2006, The Education of Charlie Banks in 2007, Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay in 2008, Stand Up Guys in 2012, Love Lace in 2013, and Handsome, a Netflix mystery movie in 2017. Okay, um, so I understand yeah. how that song is in all of them, but the devil uh, do you remember it being in the devil's rejects i can't remember the scene but i do remember that the devil's rejects a lot like guardians of the galaxy had just a wonderful soundtrack well, so, yeah but that's not a loving movie i mean that's you know uh, that's, no a, telling. that's a horrible no movie telling. Uh, horrible it's, as in since of like like gory and stuff not horrible like, gory, it's, like yes. it's a, yeah it's, it's a, a great movie it's but a it's a fantastic very movie yeah. but it's terribly gory and i'm not sure how that song falls in that movie but, um, I can't remember the scene. I'll have to watch the movie again and, and pay yeah. attention to it. But um, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. So let's talk about the winery dogs before we get uh, going yes. and listen to their version of it. It's a, it's a fantastic version. Yeah. Um, 
So the Winery Dogler is an American rock supergroup formed in New York City in 2012 by Richie Kotzen, Billy Sheen, that's that's the, that's the Billy, and Mike Fortnoy, which is your favorite drummer of all time. Well, 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 one, one of my favorite drummers of, of all time. Right. His son is also an incredible drummer. What's his first name? Max Portnoy, and he's been in a few hardcore bands. He's more of a like hardcore drummer. But nice. he is now the I believe he is now the official drummer for Code Orange. Yes. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Uh, yeah so I did see that. That's right. He is. Yes. That's yes. Mike Portnoy's son. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Cool. A lot of so there are two sons I, I can think about. That's that that uh, that's that's a second generation awesome drummer. It's yes. uh, it's it's Max, like you said, and um, yes. and uh, Jay uh, Weinberg. Why Jay Weinberg? Or, I've got another one for you. So uh. Um, clown from Slipknot. His son, really? um, Simon. I think it's Simon Crahan. Okay, uh, is the drummer for a band. I can't remember the name of the band right now, but uh, he's his son. So Clown's son is the drummer for a band that Corey Taylor's son is the singer of, and I can't yes. remember their name off yes. the top of my head. But yeah, it's You'll, cool. Like the next generation, kind of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I mean, if you want to look look up the the, the, the that, that band name while I'm, yeah. while I'm talking about um, yeah. binary dogs, so the idea of the band started out as a project featuring drummer Mike Twornoy and bassist Billy Sheen, who were aiming to form a power trio rock band with lead singer and guitarist as the frontman, with a lead singer and guitarist as the frontman. After an aborted project, potentially titled Bad Apple, with guitarist vocalist John Sykes talk show host Eddie Trunk I'm sure you've heard of where that he's a big oh yeah big, I love Eddie Trunk he, he's like mm-hmm. a genius in music now yeah. um he heard about it and suggested suggested Richie Cutson who had previously who had previously played with Sheehan and in the Mr. Big from 97 to 2002 to take the spot the three musicians got together at Richie's home in Brooklyn, and at the end of the jam section, uh, they had a few skeletons of songs that would appear on the debut album. After the first album's success, they released a live concert DVD called Unleashed in Japan, which is where this um, fooled around and fell in love song, cover song came right. from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unleashed in Japan 2013, the Winery Dogs, which is titled. Um, prior to the Winery Dogs, all three members have had successful careers with other bands. Richie Kotskin is known as a former member of, po- of the bands Poison and Missing Biggie, as well as having a consistent solo career with many albums released. Billy Sheehan is known for playing with Steve Vai, David Lee Roth, David Lee Roth, I'm sorry, uh, Talias, T-A-L-A-S for anybody who can pronounce, and of course, Mr. Big. Mike Pornoy is known for the, being the original drummer of the band Dream Theater, uh, Flying Colors, Transatlantic, which is awesome, by the way, uh, Neil Morse Band, Son of Apollo, and Adrenaline Mob. And played... Uh played drums on the album for Avenged Sevenfold following the death of their drummer The Rev. Yes. Mike Portnoy played drums on that album and toured with them. Um, that was it. Nice. But I, I uh, yeah, he's Mike Portnoy is in like he's like Travis Barker. He's in a billion bands, man. He yeah. just has his hands in every piece of music that he can get his hands on. It's just, it, it's, it's unreal. Right, right. It's awesome. That's awesome. Too. Yeah. Uh, the Winery Dogs have a band clinic in the summer called Dog Camp. This camp allows musicians and fans to come meet, jam, and learn from the band. Not only does it include individual clinics, but it also incorporates a band setting as well. In April 2017, it was announced by Kotskin, uh, that Winery, it was announced by Kotskin that Winery Dogs will be taking a break. Oh, I'm so sad. They because they're such, such, such a great band. Yeah. Uh, Costigan was quoted as saying the band was, we're still friends. However, 
and it's likely they, that will be more releases for them in the future, which is great. Uh, the band performed the song Elevate as a tribute to David C., bass player for Adrenaline Mob, who died tragically in a car crash. Mm-hmm. So, have you heard of Transatlantic at all? I have not until doing this research. Okay, so there's one. I, I got this new album, but I don't know what it's called yet. But they only have three songs on the CD. One song is 30 minutes long. I can't imagine sitting down for like 10 minutes on drums. I mean, that's, that's incredible right there. Yeah, you know? I love the, that kind of stuff, though. It's a challenge. Right. That's all that is. It's a challenge. Yeah. Um, oh, so, by the way, before we listen to this song, that uh, for any of you that were wondering, the band that has Corey Taylor and uh, Clowns uh, Kids is a, uh, it's a band called Vended. Um, and they're, they're good. Yes. I couldn't remember their name off the top of my head, but yeah, they, they just released a full length album as like their debut and uh, it's doing really well. They're starting to blow up. So, yes. Good for them. Are you able to see the YouTube video? Yes, sir. Okay. Got it right there. Very good. Okay. YouTube so, so <laughs> yes, only on YouTube. You can watch this on YouTube with us. Uh, just go to winwordsville.com. I, I mean, YouTube slash winwordsville music speaks and you'll be able to watch it with us. Yes. So, um, this is the Winery Dogs Fooled Around and Fell in Love Unleashed in Japan is the album name so go get the album here we go in 3, 2, 1 wait a minute I gotta remember how it goes <laughs> I started the wrong song that's what happens when you get old you, your, your beard gets gray and suddenly you just forget everything <laughs>
amazing. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm going to um, tell us what you think about that because I got something to tell you. You guys ready for what? So good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I love about that song is it's a good, it's a good jam song. Um, so one of the things like some fond memories that I had, um, in, uh, my early days of playing drums and kind of what taught me to learn how to play with people rather than just playing in a room by myself, um, was my dad would take me to jam with, um, some guys that he worked with and, like my dad would always sit in the corner, like right, right behind me and just watch me learn how to play with people to be able to read their, uh, body language to, uh, you know, know where you're going with the song and, and things like that. And it taught me a lot and kind of prepared me for a lot of the stuff that I do now with playing at church. And, um, that was a song that we used to jam to all the time. And it's, it's one that you can just kind of let everybody take a solo if they wanted to you know and um go around the room you got a room full of six you know six or seven people playing guitar and bass and drums and um it's just it's it's a good one to do that too uh, another thing i like about that version in particular is just this super group that has the best of the best uh in the business um being a, being able to just kind of cut loose for a minute and really right. show off what they can do um and oh man, it's just so, wonderful. So and the well, drums well, sound well, first, so before good I, on I, that I got live going, version too. Um, uh, uh, they for, don't need for those the recorded studio version of that Kostin. song. The live version Kostin. is just he was the he was the lead he was the lead <laughs> guitarist. Yeah, absolutely. For CC Deville, what did you think on the album Need of Tongue for one album? And 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 the reason why Brett fired him is because Richie was getting more girls than than Brett. So I guess that was a you know, hey man, you, yeah, yeah. Especially when you're, I mean, Michael's cuz What, what else yeah. are you gonna do, right? <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, that song is so pro prolific uh, now because I mean, yeah. um, yeah, this is uh, sentiment that we can be also because yeah. um, you know, my uncle. I, I think he came out okay though. He had his own and that was his show, favorite song, so and it's one of my favorite nice. songs of all time. So where's a bandana? And I don't really have any anything bad to say about that about that song, but two things. One, I okay, so uh, I'm not hating on yeah. Billy Sheen's playing. He played great, but I think he yeah. just needed to turn that bass down just a yeah. little, little bit, you know, because it sounded like God was playing bass for a minute, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so yeah, so that was the only thing bad about the song, which is which is great. I love Billy. I love his, you know, I mean, just tone it down just a little bit, you know. Um, <laughs> and also, I think that you should have let the audience clap yeah. through the actual um, <laughs> chorus. Because I think if, because I think anytime that I go yeah. live, I'm always looking forward to uh, participating <laughs> with the band. So I'm not sure why they did that. But, but then again, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's their show. If they can do what they want, yeah. You know? So who am I to tell them what to do with their with their with their with one of your songs? Let me go. I'm just a meat with eyes. Right. So um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Who? They're just measly podcasters. So. <laughs> Well, let's talk about this next band. Um, this is one that I picked out for a cover, um, and I could have gone a, a few different places. I know Miranda Lambert has a really good cover of this. Um, definitely would have been um, would have been a good one to do. However, I came across this version that I thought was pretty cool too, um, by a band called T Bird and the Breaks. Um, so we're going to talk about that for a minute. Um, T Bird and the Breaks were a band from Austin, Texas, formed in 2007. This, by the way, this this is from an article. Um, that I found uh, describing this band and like whoever this guy is that wrote this article was obviously a huge fan it came from mattfogelson.com so uh, the band recorded three excellent records uh, blending all kinds of styles to create what they call chunk music 
according to the band chunk music mm. is a form of 21st century american music consisting of equal parts funk hip-hop and rock and roll characterized by its rough sonic quality and energetic visceral performance commonly served with a hot served hot with a side of girls and brass um his words not mine uh, fine-tuning fans uh, similar with saint paul and the broken bones may hear something they like although the music is more funk than motown think more james brown and less otis redding you can also hear the beastie boys particularly on the song rock that skull and i listened to that after i read this article and for sure can hear the beastie boys influence in there um, and fine-tuning favorite Julius Popper. Unfortunately, the band called it quits in 2016, though, so okay. no longer around. Maybe there's hope right. for a, uh, a reunion so this sometime. Is the first time but this ever is a cool cover. Band, so um, again, and uh, their their cover version of "Fool Around and Fell in Love" can be found on the on the 2015 album um, "Harmonism." Oh. Harmonism. Yeah, with a Z. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so here it yeah. is. Food around and feeling the yeah, this Elvin was a new Mission discovery for me. This is cool. So, this is like one like, of the bands you want to have come play at your work party or or a birthday party or something or play it away. Or something. Right, would, here we I'd go. Call these guys up. Three, two, one. Yeah. By T Bird and the the, the T Bird and the, the Breaks.
the isolation of the the rest of the instruments right at the end there except for the brass just kind of playing uh i just oh my gosh i think that like just caps off the song in such a perfect way um right. I, i'm really glad you you picked this out otherwise i would have never i would have never come it across is. that cover before i, I was just concur with I you went on Spotify. i agree I was with you looking on, it up and listening Afro. to different covers that, did, that, that kind of popped up like, and just to see what uh, beautifully which one i wanted to do for this episode um, but and i was like this is, a, this is a really good cover i don't think that they should entered entered the uh the, the yeah that was i was too weird for me you know um i mean yeah Right. Oh, the phone call in there. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I know that the songs, right. like that phone call that they wanted to throw, that they threw in there for the, um, the kind of like the bridge, I guess, uh, kind of negates what the song is really about. Like that makes it sound like the song should be about falling in love, like your first love, like being in high school and the, your first crush and stuff like that. Um, well, that's really not what the song's about. The song's about, like, you know, as we said before, playing the field, man. Just like, you know, uh, with this girl, with right. this girl, with this girl, and then you finally find the one that is the the one, and you fall in love. Right. Um, but I will say, it's not a love at first sight kind of thing. It's kind of like I, hey, I, I was with all these the girls singers, <laughs> before I found the I one that I actually wanted to stick with. Hearts you know? out like they were and, actually. Uh, so yeah, I agree. I, that part I'm probably. And that's, that's I could have done without yeah. it. So, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like this raspy voice, bluesy voice that, I, you know, maybe would have been more well, yeah, like yeah. what if Elvin Bishop had sung the song. I think brass you know, brings an extra. Oh, to a different, you know, kind of take. Just to something so about I, brass. I, I agree with that you. I think uh, I like too. I like his um, vocals on that, jazz, and I love so. the brass. Uh, okay, so which one do you think? Any, like, it's why I, I mean, love that's, ska that's, music so that's, much. That's, that's, that's the main question here that we do this for. Yeah, it does. Come yeah. yeah. here. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be honest almost, with you, James. Almost. I'm gonna go with the Winery Dogs. I know I picked this version, but in comparison, uh, in in comparison, in comparing the two, uh, or in comparison, I could have gone either way. I decided to blend both of those together. Dang, we almost made it through the whole episode. Mess a word up, um, but no, I think when when I compare the two back to back. <sighs> that that feeling that i got listening to the song right that's what this whole show is about listening to the winery dogs version of the jam 
and just takes me back to those days when my dad used to take me over to his you know buddy's house that they'd all get together and play music and he just kind of throw me in there and uh, let me play drums and kind of learn it, it really was the stepping stool for um you know where i where i'm at with playing music now and uh just fond memories of like you know my dad sitting right there and he was super proud of me like he couldn't play an instrument to save his life so he says and uh you know was super proud of the fact that i wanted to learn how to play an instrument and picked up drums and it was something i actually like really liked and cared about and something i was good at and um so that was something that i always wanted to make my dad proud of was to uh i'm gonna to agree with you and, and play drums so, not to take away from um, you know, the other brings version, back a lot of fond memories for me and, and uh, here the, the winery version song with uh, more the winery dogs soulful, version of that song got feeling like okay well, just really reminds me of that well, you know, special times really got something to think about you know and even though that I had problems with that, with those two things, doesn't negate the fact that the fact. We're, hey man, we're making up more new words. Fact, fact. What's a what is a fact? Right. It doesn't negate the fact. There you go. Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, that 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 song is not we, we worth uh, winning because <laughs> it is. Like, like I said, yeah. one of the best songs yeah. in history, I think. Yeah. And uh, Mike, yeah, Billy, and uh, Richie really knocked that out of the park this time, you know. So, yeah. But it doesn't matter what we think; it matters what you think, right? Sure. Uh, <laughs> right. So, so what did you think? Uh, did you like the winery dogs, or did you like? The I, I always forget their names. T Bird in the Breaks. Yes. Did you like? Yeah, it is. It? That's an aw- that's an awesome name. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Uh. Yeah. So did you like T Bird in the Breaks version? Um. What did you think about both? Which one? T Bird in the Breaks. What was it about one Sounds song like that show. you liked about than than the other song and vice versa? You know, we want to know. If so, you gotta let us know so we can do another cover wars about with her version in it, please. Because <clears throat> yes. Or did you think that Miranda Lambert smashed both of those versions? And yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, so yeah. we. Uh, uh, I don't think we had yeah, a we have yet minute to do a repeating cover wars on the song. But yeah, uh, but, but that, we that is something we we definitely want right. to do. But one we'll day. be so sure to bring you back you like. next week we'll, uh, with we'll, another we'll mental health minute, so you can uh, get the demons out of your head and come who's boss, you know. Uh, so thank you for listening uh, to man, the show today. No, be sure to share this with your friends, family, dogs, cats, whatever you have. Um. We're av- we're available on multiple podcast apps, including Apple Podcast, yeah. and that's the that's the that's the, that's the, that's the one that everybody goes towards. Unless you're a Spotify listener, and then we 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 are on Spotify, and now you can leave a rating on it, but not reviews yet. But on Apple Podcast, please leave us a review and a rating if you'd like to see our, right. this podcast grow. Uh, we'll read your reviews right here on the show if you want to, if you want us to. That's right. The best way to stay up to date with us uh, is by following our social media pages. We're on Instagram. And as always, if you want to send us ideas or personal stories of how music has saved you or helped you, we're on Twitter as well. It's when words fail MS. We are also on TikTok at when words fail music speaks. Go give us a follow. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which some of you may be watching this on YouTube right now. Uh, you can watch interviews that we do, um, cover wars, music video reactions, vinyl sho- uh, showcases, and more. Um, all you have yes. to do is go to YouTube.com words fail. Uh, find out speaks, more about uh, us. Give us a, uh, or a subscribe. Buy some of your favorite press, uh, and, uh, turn on those notifications. And your that way you nice. get alerts whenever Visit new videos are uploaded. That's right. 
And uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Blake underscore Mosley. I'm on YouTube as well. It's YouTube.com slash Mosley with three Ys. And I'm also on TikTok. It's at Blake Brosley. Um, and if you don't mind checking out my other podcast, it's called South Carolina Spook Show. It's all about true crime and um, paranormal stories from the state of South Carolina. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. I've got a new episode in the works. Nice. Um, so be on the lookout. Um, sources from this episode come from Wikipedia, songfacts.com, allmusic.com, and mattfogelson.com. We do not own any of the music uh, in, used in this episode, and no copyright infringement is intended. So don't sue us. Please, <laughs> Lord. We don't have anything there right now. <laughs> so uh, thank you once again. We do appreciate everything you do for us. Um, and, and, and always rem- remember when we're tell. Music speaks.